0: Now back to
1: severe reaction, powered by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Severe, on 1620 The Zone.
2: Incredible the chance to go tie it or win. It's a quick throw into the right slot, and we've seen it too many times today where it goes off of. It was a little bit behind him. And, you know, it's it's a quick throw. It's a short throw. This one is. This one is going to really, really sting. So much went into this game. Um, so much goes into the opener, and all these months of planning coming to Dublin. Um, this team was confident and felt prepared. Did a lot of good things in this game, but obviously it's not going to be enough, and. Uh, of disappointed people in Husker Nation after this one welcome back severe reaction brought to you by Equal Bank where we take banking personally it's it's funny if if you're good at something and and you see someone struggle at it, it it's one of those things where you like well I could do that I obviously wasn't a great athlete you know, I was a high school level athlete I wasn't the next level athlete but I always had great hands I could always catch because my uncle Lawrence when I was a little kid, would drill the ball at us if we dropped it. And so I got to the point where I caught everything. So I have this thing, when people drop balls, I don't get it. I'm like, catch the ball. It's your only job. Catch the ball. It drives me nuts. It's weird. It's weird the way that works, you know? It's like if you you make really good barbecue, and then you go to a professional place, and their barbecue's not as good, you're like, come on. What are you doing? I'm like that with catching the ball. Come on, catch the damn ball. Let's go back to Mike. What's up, Mike? How are you doing?
1: Good, good. It's uh nice to hear on the radio again. How long have you been back on?
2: Oh, just uh, I'm only doing the Sunday mornings, eight to tens for doing football season.
1: I just happened to get called into work. And I happened to turn on the radio, but uh, anyway. Yeah. What, what bothers me is this is year five, and he's still trying to think they got to get creative. All these other teams you talked about, look at Illinois, Minnesota, yeah. Iowa, Wisconsin. They do the same thing, and they're good at it. And if that's still his mentality, we're, we're it's gonna be a rough season. And if he is getting in Whipple's ear and will not let him do his job, we don't know what he said on the sidelines over there. Yeah. If that's the case, that ain't good. And that's what's more alarming to me than anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey Mike, I appreciate it. I think you'll you'll hear from these guys tomorrow, all three shows I'm sure, where where he talked about cooperation. We need to have better cooperation. And what he's trying to say there is, my input needs to be more into this offense. And then he said he need more creative on offense. Another soundbite. Again, he's saying, hey, my input needs to be in this offense. That's why it needs to be more creative. Those things that he is saying are counterproductive, in my opinion, because you, you, you got Whipple in there to do that. You got people to help him. Applewhite's going to help him. And Mickey's going to help him. And when it comes to run game, I'm assuming that Donovan's going to help him. Scott, you're out of it. You know, maybe pregame and postgame, you're in it because you're going over the plays and you're analyzing what went right and what went wrong. And maybe before you got a, a message for the game plan, but during the game, you gotta let your guys do their job, man. You gotta let them do your job, do their job. If you step on their toes in a situation where you have a play clock that's click that's ticking from 25 seconds or from 40, you cannot let them get distracted, and you can't be the one distracting it. By the way, again, Nebraska had to rush out there after a kickoff because they still don't remember that it's a 25-second clock after the kickoff, not 40. Happened again yesterday. It's happened every year under Scott Frost. Ever since they changed the rule, it drives me nuts. Let's go to Ken. Go ahead, Ken.
0: Yeah, Mike. Uh, welcome back, Well What I want to say, man, it's year five. Yeah. And he's still saying everything's the best. You know, best week the practice. I just don't see it. But what I really want to talk about is that T word, the talent. Yeah. For years, you know, everybody's always saying there's so much more talented than all these teams they're playing, and I just, I just don't see it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, I know it's local fans, and that's what we get fed. But I mean, I, I can't. I, with football, I've been watching and playing, you know, forty plus years, and one thing I know is that in football normally the most talented team ends up winning games, you know. And I I don't know. I just think there's a deficiency in the talent, you know. I I think for whatever reason, you know, this is not the 90s or 80s where they were, you know, one of the true blue bloods. Now I think they're just kind of getting the leftovers, you know, after, you know, the Alabama, Georgia and those type of programs with everybody else. And I think talent is much more evenly – Dispersed than people want to admit, you know. And I just think, you know, Northwestern, Illinois, and some of those other teams are right there with Nebraska talent-wise. That's you know, that's kind of what I, I see it being too, you know. And then you add on the uh, lack of coaching, you yeah. know, it don't help. So yeah, you know, that's that's where I'm at with all of this.
2: Yeah, Ken, I appreciate it. you hey, look, man, Northwestern and Nebraska's talent levels are pretty close, but I would still say, man to man. I think even if you ask a guy like Pat Fitzgerald, who who do you think has more natural talent? He probably would say Nebraska. Natural talent, you know? But that's not what wins games, really, you know? Coaching, development, hard work, all those things are what win games. Yes, Alabama wins a lot of games because they're very talented. They also are well-coached. They also have a great training staff. They have a lot of other reasons. Georgia, too, you know? A&M's had tons of talent over the years. Tons of talent. But they've not been able to get over the hump a lot of times, right? Why is that? Not the talent. Something else. One of those other things. Let's go to Jack real quick before we end the show. Go ahead, Jack.
3: Hey, um, I wanted to touch on what you talked about earlier. Um, you talking about the a constant. And I was thinking, you know, for the last, I don't know, how many years, we had multiple ADs, multiple different head coaches, yeah, multiple classes of players. Multiple different philosophies on game types and game styles. And we're left with basically, you know, some people had better records than others. Pellini, you know, he had the better record, but we would get embarrassed a lot on TV when we got beat. Yeah. Scott Frost has the worst record, but we're, it looks like each game kind of lately going down, at least fighting to the very end, were very close games, at least against, even against top 10 teams. But throughout all those different changes, in these last I don't know twenty some odd years, what I don't what else is could be a constant that just continues to have this go on, you know, whether the record is nine and five or three and nine, we're still post Sunday morning afterwards and it's kind of what the hell's going on debate, you know?
2: I understand, Jack. I appreciate it. It's what we said earlier. There's a lack of whether you want to call it a philosophy, an identity. I called it gospel since it was Sunday morning. <laughs> this, for some reason, they just don't have one. And it was supposed to be Oregon speed, Nebraska power. That's what we were told at the beginning. And they're not faster than everybody else, and they're certainly not stronger than everybody else. So that philosophy, that identity is just not, it's just not working. And yes, multiple coaches, multiple offensive coordinators, multiple uh, ADs in a program that always had – The one thing they had going for them forever was a constant message from the head coach, from the AD, all the way down. And now, I don't know what the message is. I know one thing. (laughs) They better be ready for North Dakota. They're going to be tired this week coming off that flight back, getting back early this morning or now or whatever. They're going to be tired. They're going to have to really crack down to be able to be ready for Saturday. Let's go to the phones. I think one more call. What's up, Jay? How are you? I'm well, man. How are you?
3: Good, Jay.
1: Uh, quickly, um, I know you probably heard this a thousand times, but I think the the, the other shoe has dropped on, my, on the homie, Frost, man. Uh, yesterday, you saw in the first quarter, in the first half, I saw running backs taking blocks on, man, it with, with, with so much, you know, attack and vigor, man. It was just like the boys was playing their hearts out. Yep. And it seemed as if um, the moment... Uh, but he decided to do the onside. It was a tale of two teams. You know what I'm saying? Um, to hear the, the, the guys talk after the game, you could see it on Buford's face. You could see it on. Uh, I think they cut uh, uh, the new guy, Mathis. Yeah. You could see it on his face when you act When they were asked the question, what happened on the onside? You could see him. They blinked twice. You know what I'm saying? If you read body language, you'll be able to see that. None of the teams um, and I would want to know how the staff felt when that call was made. Um, and the fact that, you yeah. know, these kids have been playing football for, you know, sometimes 15, 16 years, Mike. Yeah, they know. They've been in situations where they felt the momentum yeah. never once. Yeah. It probably has their coach decided to snatch the wind from underneath their wings yeah. and do an onside kick, bro. Yeah. So for me, I can't come to any conclusion other than Trevor's going to ask the staff who decided it. If his staff is loyal, they're going to say that it doesn't matter who decided it. When Coach said it was what it was, it was what it was. But if anybody breaks or blinks and says, "Man, this was his call," and and, and if it and if he says, "Yo, it was mine," to Trev, Trev only has one conclusion because, dude, your your cockiness and your attitude is destroying the program. And I could be that definitive, but like yesterday was a real show that dude makes dumb choices, man. You feel me? Like the fact that you throw that 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 onside at the worst moment, right? I don't even – the momentum argument is is, is, is futile to me. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me what well, we just did. No, that, that's the perfect time for you to kick the ball 80 yards and make them drive. Yeah. You feel me? So that to me shows that, you know, I don't know, man, I hate to say it, but just, you know, Frost is, you know, I don't I think he's an offensive coordinator, an amazing one. But I think the pressure of being the head man in Nebraska is making him make uncharacteristic decisions. And uh, my fan had is off, Mike. I'm talking logic now, bro. Just straight up, like this is crazy. So yeah. we gotta do something. And I won't be mad uh, if Trev says uh, put Joseph or Whipple in the spot, let us ride the rest of the season out. I think these boys will fight hard enough to win seven or plus seven plus games. Yeah. Um, and let Frost find something to do. Um, But until then, man, we'll see what happens.
2: Here we are. Jay, I appreciate it, man. Have a great Sunday. It's either Chin, if you were going to do that, which I don't think they will, it'd be Chin, or it'd be Whipple. Whipple obviously has the head coaching experience. Mickey has a little bit of head coaching experience. Chin's been there the longest, so I I think it's one of those three. I don't think it'll happen, but if it would, those would be the three guys. Hey, we appreciate everybody for joining us. Uh, It's the first one, severe reaction, coming off of obviously a very tough loss. Uh, to Northwestern. we be back next week again at 8 a.m. Of course, we brought to you by Equal Bank, where we take banking personally. We appreciate everyone who called in with everything. Hey, hopefully my computer will be working next week, so I'll be able to use that and find more of the sound bites uh, as well. But uh, if you miss any of the show, I think it'll be up on the Zone website for replay. i will be able to listen to it if you missed any of the show. All the great callers and anal- analysis as well. We will be back again next Sunday, 8 a.m., Right here on 1620 The Zone, Severe Reaction, Episode 2, next Sunday. We appreciate everybody for joining. Us.